A reading from the book of Numbers. The Lord said to Moses, speak to Aaron and his sons and tell them, this is how you shall bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you kindly and give you peace. So shall they invoke my name upon the Israelites and I will bless them. The word of the Lord. reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Galatians. Brothers and sisters, when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to ransom those under the law, so that we might receive adoptions as sons. As proof that you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son and if a son, then also an heir through God. The word of the Lord.
Dominus shepherds went in haste to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known the message that had been told them about this child. All who heard it were amazed by what had been told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. When eight days were completed for his circumcision, he was named Jesus the name given him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. On behalf of uh, EWTN and also the Franciscan Missionaries of the Eternal Word, I'd like to wish all of you a very blessed and joyous New Year. And we conclude the Christmas octave with the celebration of the solemnity of Mary, Mother of God. And today we recall the wonderful truth of our faith that the Son of God became man in the womb of the Virgin Mary and that his divine nature was fully united to his human nature for our salvation. And we call Mary the mother of God, not because she created divinity, but because she bore a divine person, the Son of God, in her womb, and not merely his human nature alone. The blessed union between God and man effectively took place in the womb of the Blessed Mother. And our Holy Father, Pope Francis, spoke beautifully about this teaching in his homily from January 1st, 2020 as he incorporated the language of marriage. He says, on the first day of the year, we celebrate this nuptial union between God and mankind, inaugurated in the womb of a, of a woman. In God, there will forever be our humanity, and Mary will forever be the mother of God. She is both woman and mother. This is what is essential. From her, a woman, salvation came forth and thus, there is no salvation without a woman. In her, God was united to us, and if we want to unite ourselves to him, we must take the same path, through Mary, woman, and mother. That is why we begin the year by celebrating Our Lady, the woman 
who wove the humanity of God. And I especially love how the Holy Father uses the language of a nuptial union in relation to the hypostatic union, that is, the union between the divine and human natures of Jesus Christ in one person. Through the Virgin Mary, the divinity and humanity of Christ are wedded together, so to speak, and nothing in heaven or on earth can separate them. The marriage between the two natures of Christ as one flesh is even stronger and more enduring than the marriage that takes place between a man and a woman. You know, whereas the union of human marriage dissolves when one of the spouses dies, the hypostatic union is so complete that not even death itself can separate it. God has willed that this marvelous unification between God and man should come to us through none other than Mary, the mother of God, by means of her assent to the word of the angel. And we are reminded at the beginning of this new year that it is through the mother of God that we receive the author of salvation, and that it is also through her intercession that we have access to him. And since the church is the mystical body of Christ and has been indissolubly united to Christ, then the mother of God is also the mother of the church. Mary is the mother of all the members of the church in the order of grace. St. Irenaeus, the doctor of unity, teaches that, quote, the, the, the knot of Eve's disobedience was untied by Mary's obedience. What the Virgin Eve bound through her unbelief, the Virgin Mary loosened by her faith. Whereas mankind fell into sin through the disobedience of Eve in the Garden of Eden, so Mary, the new Eve, the new mother of all the living, restores what was lost through her faith and her perfect obedience. Whereas the actions of the first Eve had brought sin and death into the world, so the obedience of the new Eve brings the author of life himself into the world. Mary, the new Eve, is the conduit through which man is restored to communion with the blessed Trinity, with his fellow man, and with the rest of creation. And the Council of Ephesus declared the dogma of Mary as the mother of God in the year 431. The Council thus affirms that the eternal Son of God, who exists from all eternity with the Father and the Holy Spirit in perfect unity, enters the womb of the Virgin Mary by the power of the Holy Spirit and assumes a human nature like ours in every way except sin. And this title, Mother of God, does not at all suggest that Mary is the originator of divinity, but that it was in her womb that divinity and humanity were united. Two distinct natures come together in a one flesh union, one person. And since Mary is not just the mother of a human nature alone, but of a person, Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, both fully divine and fully human, then it is entirely appropriate to call her the mother of God. Since the union of God and man is so complete in Jesus Christ, then there is no separation in Christ between his divinity and his humanity. 
Christ's humanity was not formed in the womb of, the, of Mary before his divinity was united with it. Rather, his divinity was always united to his humanity from the moment that he was conceived by the Holy Spirit in the womb of the Virgin Mother. Christ does not simply put on his humanity like as if he's putting on a cloak, nor does he have just the mere appearance of a man. In what we call the hypostatic union, Jesus is one person with two natures, human and divine, that are completely united and integrated with one another. And it stands the reason that since God willed to become flesh through Mary's cooperation, so it is through Mary that we are called to unite ourselves to Christ. As St. Paul says in the reading from Galatians, when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to ransom those under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. Through baptism, we imitate Mary's ascent of faith and her obedience, and we are thus born to eternal life through the waters of regeneration and made children of God through the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And by this adoption as children of God, we are no longer slaves to the old law, but we have been liberated from the bondage of sin and death and are made, <clears throat> and are made co-heirs with Christ. Our Blessed Mother teaches us by word and example to imitate her faith and to share in the blessings that she has received. And the Church teaches about the motherhood of Mary in the Second Vatican Council document, Lumen Gentium. It says, this maternity of Mary in the order of grace began with the consent which she gave in faith at the Annunciation and which she sustained without wavering beneath the cross and lasts until the eternal fulfillment of all the elect. Taken up to heaven, she did not lay aside this salvific duty, but, but by her constant intercession, continued to bring us the gifts of eternal salvation. By her maternal charity, she cares for the brethren of her son, who still journey on earth surrounded by dangers and difficulties until they are led into the happiness of their true home. So as children of our Blessed Mother, we are assured of her prayers and her motherly support as we persevere on our earthly pilgrimage towards our heavenly homeland. She is our perfect mother who always guides her children ever closer to her son, Jesus. And since it is customary to make a resolution at the beginning of a new year, perhaps a good resolution for all of us would be to renew our devotion to the Blessed Mother as her beloved children, to learn from her example of faith, humility, obedience, prayer, and all the virtues, to ask her gracious intercession more regularly, to turn to her more often, and to strive to imitate her total submission to the Lord in complete faith and trust. Our Lady shows us that perfect faith, hope, and love cast out all fear, anger, unforgiveness, confusion, discord, and anything else that might disturb our spirit. And so let us pray together as her children, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.